When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today is Monday, August 20th, and this is the Red Sox Beat Podcast on CLNS Media. I'm your host today, Jess Thomas, and I am alongside Nick Qualia. Yes! Listen, last night we had... Jared. Jared's not going to be on today's show. Jared's a newlywed. We all came back from the wedding last night. It was a phenomenal wedding. And side note... She's not going to be on the show. I know I I saw people on Twitter last night chirping that they wanted Lauren back on the show. <laughs> Lauren, I'll tease you guys. Lauren is in the room with me right now. We got a room. Not in that way, but we got a room. And she's sitting across the room from me right now, but she's not going to be on the show at all tonight. So you guys can just <laughs> know that she is next to me. She could give her opinions if she wanted to, but she's not going to do it. So you have to deal with me and Nick, so I'm sorry if you don't like that, but okay, we're picking up the Jared slack after he got married. Congratulations to Jared. Uh, this is Red Sox Beat Podcast, as you know. A little different this week. I know I haven't been on in about a month because of various different reasons, but me and Nick are rolling today um, on uh, on this August 20th edition, and um, we got some fun stuff to talk about. So, Nick, let's jump into it. I guess the first thing, obviously, because it just happened pretty recently, is, uh, is that Chris Sale went back on the DL with what looks like the same exact thing as he was in the deal before he made one start after being out before now he's back on it so i guess my question for you is are they just doing this so he can get some rest obviously cy young is going to be a little iffy now because he was going to win it before but now if he's going to miss some starts we'll see but is this just like them just being like oh you're a little sore yeah just like wait because we're 88 and 36 yeah see in regards to the cy young i don't think that it's really going to affect that mostly because it's so he missed two starts on his last stint. He's probably going to miss a start or two on this one. So three or four starts. I don't think that's going to really affect anything with the Cy Young, especially with the way he's been pitching this year. Like the guy has been so dominant that you can't be like, well, he missed three starts and then take it away from him because he's been unbelievable. Uh, and as far as the injury goes, he did say personally that he feels better than he did last time he went on the deal with this injury. So. I'm thinking that it's a rest thing, but listen, you have to be a little worried about this because we don't know exactly what it is. We're just speculating because that's obviously what we're going to do here. We're just speculating about the injury, but if this guy is actually having a shoulder issue right now, he's the glue that's holding this rotation together. He's the most consistent. He's the most dominant. If this is an actual injury that we don't really – again, we're just speculating. If this is a real injury – this is going to be a serious problem for the Red Sox going forward. But he said he felt better than he did last time, and then he came out immediately after uh, once he came off the disabled list and then just torched the Baltimore Orioles. So uh, I'm a little worried because this is game. This is the second time now, but I'm hoping that it's more so just for rest, which it very well could be. Well, it makes you wonder because, like, if he feels better this time, he didn't even seem to be in that much pain the last time because he was, like, on oh, miss one start, and then he missed two. So it's like... I, I wonder why he's even like hurt again, I guess. And like you said, he 12 strikeouts and in five innings against the Orioles in the start between DL stints. So I don't 
really it doesn't seem like much to me, but like you said, you have to have this guy for the playoffs. This guy is twelve and four with a one ninety seven ERA, two hundred nineteen strikeouts, and a one seventy five opponent average. He's probably having his best season of his career and he's had a lot of really, really, really good seasons. Oh yeah. This guy is just I mean, what was it? His last like twelve starts his ERA is like point three oh or something. <laughs> Insane. That's un- it's unbelievable. This it's guy, insane. It's what like I was a billion saying. strikeouts. He's unbelievable. He's been unbelievable this season. Oh. And, uh, you know, I think the biggest factor to him going back on the DL, if it is just a rest thing, is the standings. It's They have a yeah. two-and-a-half game lead. If they, were, if they were closer, if it was a two-game lead on the Yankees right now, I don't think he would be on the DL. Well, they've won almost every single game since he's been out. They've yeah. lost two games since he's been out. <laughs> I mean, it's like they don't need – that. They don't need him. That sounds stupid. They don't need him right now. And they don't. Like you yeah. said, it's it's like it's over. They're Nobody's winning, catching the Red Sox. They're winning games with Brian Johnson. They're winning games. They're, right. they're they're winning games where they pitch Hector Velasquez for two innings and then pitch their entire uh, bullpen right. for the rest of the night. Like they just this Red Sox team is having a tough time legitimately losing games right now. And it's right. like, I, like I said, ten game lead. They're not worried about the Yankees yeah. right now. You know what they're worried about, huh. Jess? You know what they're worried about? They're worried about getting Chris Sale ready for the playoffs so he can mow everybody down and pitch five games in a <laughs> row. That's what they're worried for. That's what they not. Yes. That's what they need him for. That's their secret plan: five games in a row in the playoffs. <laughs> every that's every good. series, every series, just boom, boom, boom. Right. Chris Sale. <laughs> well, it's been the, it's been the the story with this the whole season is every any, anybody who's gotten hurt, other guys have just played well and they haven't lost it's happened all season long it's amazing so let's get into somebody else who uh who has been picking up the slack obviously david price with the sale injury well or without uh he's been pitching very well his last six starts he's done extremely well uh he's you know back since the yankees start on july 1st he's been back to the guy that that everyone wanted him to be so i guess i want your take on him because i know i don't know exactly what he said last night uh, after a start on Saturday, but he said something else stupid like, I, I don't, like, did he make adjustments? He's like, yeah, I made adjustments and I'm not going to tell you what they are because that's your job, not mine. Like, I don't know why he's still being snippy with the media because he <laughs> clearly can't help himself, but I guess people probably don't care because he's pitching so well, but that still annoys me because, like, just shut up. So the good thing with David Price over this past, like, I don't know, month and a half span is he's been pitching well and he's just kept his mouth shut. He's just shut up. Because that's been his issue this entire time. He just every time he goes out and pitches well, he tries to just shove it down the media's throat and be like, "Look at look at me, you morons! Can you guys believe that you thought I would be bad?" Like he would just he just constantly was taking shots at the media. But over the past month and a half, he's been pitching great, and he's just been going back into the clubhouse, keeping his mouth shut, and going home. That's uh, you can talk to the media all you want, just don't be a jackass. That's all. That's all you really. That's all they ask from him. If he's going to start taking shots at the media again, that's when it tends to blow up in his face because Red Sox fans right now are on his side because, like I just said, he's keeping his mouth shut and he's pitching well. But if he starts chirping and he starts throwing uh, little digs at the media and maybe even the fans, and then he goes out and has one bad start where he gets shelled, that's just going to give Red Sox fans ammunition to be like, get out of here, David Price. We don't need you. We don't want you. You suck in the playoffs. 0-8, pal. 0-8. Oh, I got one win coming out of the bullpen. Nobody cares about the bullpen, buddy. You got to come out as a starter. <laughs> so he has to yep. he has to just keep his mouth shut. And the fact that he still can't figure that out, is the guy immature? No, he was just pampered his entire life because this guy was a prodigy coming up as a baseball pitcher. 
goes through Vanderbilt. Nobody's going to say anything to him in Vanderbilt. This guy just has such an entitlement about him. It's it's asinine. It's asinine that he just can't well, keep his mouth shut. Yeah, it seems like he – well, I don't think it seems. It is definitely true he holds grudges because it's obvious. You know, Everyone He's says this stuff about him, and then he just – Right. He'll bring up something from like two years ago and be like, yeah, that's right, I told you. <laughs> yeah, I told you. Yeah, I, I told I, you on yeah, July 17th, right. 2016, you morons. Right. He's such a – oh, God. I'm glad he's pitching well because I still can't stand the guy. Cause yeah, but just, is, is he going to keep it consistent? Is he going to keep doing this? Is, is this going to carry into the playoffs? Because that's – obviously that's what matters, the playoffs. We talk about all, right. that all the time. I don't care what he does in the regular season. I need him to go out there against the Houston Astros or the Oakland A's, who just tied for first yes. place in the AL West. They need to go out there. He needs to go out there and dominate those guys. Because if you don't, you're not going right. to win. Well, certainly the Yankees start made you feel better because he pitched well in that. So that, that kind of eased some people's fears for a little bit. But Slightly, it, yeah. as you know with David Price, if he has one bad start against any of those other teams – in the upcoming month and a half, then people are going to be right back on him. So it's too bad for him. He has to be perfect because no one's going to like him if he's not perfect. But he, he kind of backed himself into that corner, unfortunately, by the things he said and the way he pitched against good teams in the playoffs. So I feel bad for him, but I don't because he kind of he kind of did it to himself. He act, yeah, exactly. He acts like it's unprovoked. You, like you just right. said, he did this to himself. The reason Red Sox fans get on him, if you have a bad start, fine, whatever. It took Red Sox fans a while to be on John Lackey. Because you always people always compare him to John Lackey in John Lackey's first year. John Lackey wasn't crap talking the media. People just got sick of John Lackey sucking at baseball, sucking at doing his job. David Price they get tired of his six forty ERA throughout a whole yeah, season. Exactly. <laughs> David Price, people got sick of him because he would stink, then go back in the clubhouse and be like, You guys all suck. That's so he's got two things working against him. I hate Boston and I hate it here. The fans are awful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm gonna go attack him accuracy in the on the plane. Yeah, he's, he's an idiot. unbelievable. All right, enough about him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, eat it, so let's just quickly let's quickly talk about this rotation though, as as the playoffs do creep closer. Um, as you know, the Sox are gonna have the best record in the league because how wouldn't they? Um, I mean, you got Chris <laughs> Sale, you got David Price. Rick Porcello is a killer of all good teams. The only team he struggles against this entire season is the Blue Jays. He's been great against everybody. ZRA sense. against the rest of the league's like it's like three ten, which is very solid, and we'll take it. So you got the three of them, and then it sounds like Erod's going to come back soon, and then you have all those other guys just like waiting around, like Yavaldi and like Brian Johnson if you need him, and like there's a lot of options. So. I don't know how you feel, but I feel great about this rotation going to the playoffs. I know the whole, oh, there's no, none of them have ever won in the playoffs. Great. Whatever. New manager, new team, new year, 88 and 36. I like this rotation a lot, and they're getting more healthy, and they pitch well against good teams. I feel great about them. So, if Erod is healthy and ready to go, then he's your fourth starter. I know everybody got all hyped, jumped on the hype train with Nathan Evaldi. And, and don't get me wrong. Like, I just said, eat it, David Price, jokingly. David Price, I think, it's there. Like, people forget Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson struggled in the playoffs. Nobody looks back at Randy Johnson and be like, that guy stunk. No, Randy Johnson is one of the greatest pitchers to ever play the game. So, it's he's just got to get over this hump. And if you just want to look at the, the fourth guy, obviously, you just listed him out. Chris Sale, the, the rotation is going to be Chris Sale, Price, Porcello, Fill in the blank here. If Erod's pitching well, that's my clear-cut favorite. And I'll go back to what I was just saying about Nathan Evaldi. Nathan Evaldi, everybody jumped on that hype train as soon as he got here because he, he went, uh, I what was it, seven innings and eight innings. Yeah, 15 zero straight runs. Innings. Yeah, zero runs yeah. through his first 15 straight innings. Uh, he looked incredible. 
One of those games was against the Yankees, too, which was great. So everybody jumped on the Nathan Evaldi train. But he's kind of been showing his true colors as of late. So, listen, I'm, this guy throws 98 miles an hour, has has some sweet breaking, uh, breaking pitches. If you have that in your bullpen, that's not a problem. That's not a problem at all. But where Evaldi comes in, because I think it's either going to come down to Evaldi or Erod, who knows if Steven Wright's even alive anymore, and Drew Pomeranz needs to be shipped <laughs> off into the ocean. Um, my What scares me with Eduardo Rodriguez coming back, you remember last year when he fell, was it last year when he fell in the bullpen, or two years ago? Uh, yeah, when that was last year. Knee. When he hurt his yeah. knee, he came back, and you could tell he was babying it. He wasn't the same pitcher for the rest of the season, and that's what concerns me. He has a high ankle sprain, and high ankle sprains, they're tough to get over. They're very tough to get over. So when he comes back, I'm concerned that he's going to be babying that the entire time. And Mm -hmm. if he babies it, then he's not going to be pitching that well. And realistically, you don't need Erod, but you kind of do if you want to solidify a solid pitcher as your number four. But again, if not, you've got Nathan Evaldi coming as the fourth pitcher or coming out of the rotation. So back end, it's a win-win situation. Yeah, I feel like, I agree. I feel like Erod would be the fourth one, but yeah, you need to make sure he's fully healthy so he doesn't baby his things because he has a quite a history with that with his injuries. And I mean, yeah, it's, Uvaldi's been good. I like him and I don't know how much I trust him in the playoffs, maybe to go like five innings or whatever. But like, I mean, Erod earned that spot. He had a great season up until the injury. Like he's had a very good season, a lot of wins, pretty good ERA, uh, pretty consistent too. So I think he, he just, because of the season he's had, would be the fourth starter. But obviously, Evaldi's a good option to have if, if Erod can't go with his ankle injury. And I, I don't know, you said Sale Price, Porcello. I, I think I would say Sale, Porcello, Price. I think Porcello's still earned the two spot more than Price. And I know I like Porcello a lot, and everyone knows that. But, like, I mean, the the way he's pitched against these good teams, I mean, I want him going out there against good teams more than Price. I have confidence in both of them because they both pitch pretty well this season, but I think I would still put Borsello too, plus then you got left, right, left, which is obviously good to switch it up a little bit. But so, you can't go wrong with either of them. So there, though, it depends for me. Obviously, the Red, it looks like the Red Sox are going to finish off with the best record in baseball. And at this point, like, I, I, feel, <laughs> I feel comfortable saying that. Uh, if not, we got a real problem. They're going to be limping into the playoffs. But right. I, it kind of depends for me. They're going to get the first two games at home. Again, most likely. In that case, I think I would pitch Price because Price seems to be more comfortable, which is shocking. He seems to be more comfortable at home, but it also depends. Because like, I don't want Price pitching in Yankee Stadium. If it comes down to the mm-hmm. Yankees, if the Red Sox have to play the Yankees uh, in the ALDS, I don't want Price pitching in the Bronx because mm-hmm. we know what happened last time he pitched in the Bronx. He mm-hmm. got shellacked. He yeah. made me embarrassed. Again, I was a Key West watching that game with all my Red Sox gear on, and there were Yankee fans all over the bar. And I wanted to, I wanted to crawl behind the bar and die after watching that stuff. <laughs> I don't want him pitching in the Bronx. Yeah. So if it comes down to that, if it's Yankees, Red Sox, ALDS, Game Two at Fenway Park, I'd rather have Price there because I think Porcello has uh, bigger cojones to go pitch in the Bronx. Yeah, I think he just has bigger cojones. Period. Because P- Price doesn't really have any. <laughs> Por- Porcello's a low key badass. He really is. He's got some fire. That dude is a competitive dude. I mean, he's a he w- he wants to go out there in a big spot and pitch. You he can does. see that. He does. You can he see wants- that. I mean, he pit- he pitched a one-hitter in 86 pitches against the Yankees and then went out and pitched an incredible game two starts later. I mean, this guy this guy has balls. No doubt about it. Yeah, in the one start we we mentioned it earlier. The one the one start 
or these starts that he gets shelled for whatever reason is the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays, top to bottom, so, just kill him. And we don't have to care about them because they're not going to be in the playoffs. So just yeah. throw that out the window. He's been great against everybody else. And, so. they're, and they're Canada. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Who cares about Canada? Although I'd give them back Montreal. <laughs> I want the Expos back. I don't know who I would give up for the Expos. Give them the Padres. Ship the Padres to Montreal. I would love that. Right? That was our Canada That would be funny. <laughs> Brought to you by now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, before we get to some good, some good, uh, some good sponsors here. Um, I just want to quickly hear your thoughts. Are you worried about Craig Kimbrell? Yes and no. So Craig Kimbrell, he he gives me the David Price vibe, not in not in the way that he makes people despise him from the way that he speaks to the media. Because Craig, you never hear a peep out of Craig Kimbrell, but he mm. you know that he has the stuff, and he can go out there and he can pump the numbers. All he wants, like he can, he can have a great ERA. He can be one of the best closers in baseball. But I was looking at his WHIP. His WHIP is at about one point, I think one point two, which means he puts a guy on nearly every time he goes out there. Most of the time, he doesn't let them score. But we know as of the past, was it seven? There was a stretch recently of five of seven starts, and five of those starts he gave up uh, a run in each of them. But this Red Sox team is so freaking good; they won every one of those games, which is bananas um right. i'm not worried about him because we know that this guy's a big game pitcher we know that this guy is one of the best closers in baseball this is the worst slump he's ever been in i, I wrote a column on clns about it if you guys want to go check it out about craig kimbrell's recent skid and it was the worst skid that he's had as a closer since coming up to the majors uh, he, he debuted in 2010 this is the, by far the worst skid that he's had but we've seen this guy maybe this is a good time to get into the slump because once he gets hot, there have been little bumps in the road here and there throughout his career. Little tiny ones. And then he'll get hot again. He'll give up a couple runs here and there. And then he will just go on a month and a half stretch of just pure dominance. Which we've seen over these past, this is the, his third season. We've seen this over the past three years, two and a half seasons. This guy is one of the best, and at times, the best closer in baseball. I'm worried about him in the sense that I'm. we don't know, we don't know what's going to happen with him. We don't know if he's going to break out of this. He sometimes he gets he gets too confident and will just groove a fastball down the pipe because he thinks he can overpower right. people, and then they'll take him to the moon. If you make contact with a ninety nine mile an hour fastball good enough, you, you're gonna you're gonna hit a home run. I think he'll bounce back, and I think he's going to be fine. But you have to be a little concerned because if this guy does fall apart, your one consistent piece to your bullpen. Is is gonna is an issue because you don't you don't trust a lot of people don't trust the rest of the bullpen. That's the one guy. That's the one constant who's been good all season. If he falls apart, then what do you have to trust back there? Right now, you need him being who he is. He's been one of the best closers in the league for the past five years. So, yeah, I'm not worried about him because I tend to not worry about guys because if you have a track record, you usually figure it out. So I I'm not really worried about him. Yes, he's a little predictable. Like he said, sometimes he'll just groove that fastball, home run will hit. He'll throw four balls and get get a uh a walk so it's you know i'm not too worried about him i think he'll figure it out and he's he's pretty awesome so go craig kimbrell with that let's uh let's talk about let's talk let's talk about some simple contacts maybe uh maybe craig kimbrell needs that to see uh see if he's throwing strikes (laughs) so simple contacts um there's a million things demanding your time as you all know especially if you have a uh a 
two month old baby. Um, <laughs> two months old today. Yeah. All right. Um, so contact contact lenses should not be one of the things taking up your time. So I am here to tell you about this fantastic website. It's my newest time saving trick. Simple contacts. I got my contact lens prescription renewed while I was going to Salisbury for a week with the baby so I could wear my contacts in the lake, in the ocean, and still uh, still be able to see. It was great. In under five minutes is all it took. I just ordered my contacts, did a vision test, boom, got my contacts. So anyone who wears contacts needs to know about this. Simple Contacts lets you renew your prescription and reorder your brand of lenses from anywhere in just minutes, all online. It's just a vision test. You just do a vision test, and then you pick out your contacts, and they send it to you because it's reviewed by an actual doctor. So they are bringing the doctor's office to your home. It was super easy. I just stood on one side of the room, did a vision test. Not sure how well I did because my eyes are terrible. But you wear your current contacts. I think mine were a little out of date, which is why I was glad to get some new ones. So I got a new prescription, got new contacts, and literally it took no time. It was super easy. And I just uh, just got an email a couple of day later. It said, all right, you're good. You passed your test. Your contacts are on the way. Got them in a couple of days, and they're awesome. So what I have for you guys is a, uh, a promo code to use. So if you go to simplecontacts.com slash redsoxbeat, my listeners will get $20 off their first Simple Contacts order. So once again, you go to simplecontacts.com slash redsoxbeat, enter the code at your checkout. I do want to mention it's not a replacement for your periodic full health exam since obviously you're not going to a doctor's office, so you should still get your eyes checked whenever you do that. But this is the most convenient way to just renew a prescription, get some more contacts if your vision hasn't changed. So once again, $20 off, simplecontacts.com slash my code. Save time, save money, and save yourself a headache with Simple Contacts. Now, Jess, you know me. I'm not really a big glasses guy. I've got I've got incredible vision, perfect vision. They say better than perfect. I'm no judge of that, though. Uh, but I could imagine that, you know, when you need glasses, you have to read certain things like tickets. And we got to talk to you guys about some tickets, too, because, of course, sports fans, you guys love your tickets. After So listen to this. Listen to this. After missing the first inning of the San Francisco Giants NLCS game because he couldn't find a printer, Brad Griffith reimagined a simpler process for buying and using last-minute tickets. Focusing exclusively on mobile, Brad wrote version 1 of the GameTime iOS application in 2013 and now leads a passionate team building a remarkable, remarkable modern experience for last-minute tickets to live events. With over 8 million users across the United States and Canada, GameTime is the top destination for last-minute tickets to all major sporting events, concerts, shows. Game time is built for the urban millennial and Gen Z customer that is always on the go and constantly optimizing for the best last minute experience. Unlike the legacy industry behemoths, Ticketmaster and StubHub who overwhelm users with cumbersome choices and steps, Game Time curates only the best value and makes the experience incredibly fast and incredibly easy because everything nowadays has to be fast and easy and that's what Game Time does for you guys and me. To make selecting tickets even easier, GameTime shows you an actual high-res photo of the view, which, you know, you need glasses to look at that, from your seat. Plus, GameTime, the GameTime guarantee has you covered. They guarantee you'll receive your tickets in time for the event, and they'll be valid for entry if that doesn't happen, though. Listen, if that does not happen, GameTime will locate comparable replacement tickets, or they'll just give you all your money back. Easy peasy. Whether you're looking for sports music or theater tickets, you can find all of them under one roof at Game Time. Download the app for iOS or Android 
Did you know that ticket pricing can go down right before a game or concert? Game Time is a mobile app that tracks tickets. Ticket real prices in real time for thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best deals. When prices drop, you can check out in two taps, and tickets are sent to you directly on your phone. With Game Time, you can get tickets at the last minute for up to 60% off. That is 60%. That is more than half off. If plans change, no problem. You, can, you guys can just sell your tickets. You can push up a button, sell your tickets, boom. For $15 off your first purchase, visit usegametime.com slash socks and use promo code socks. I'll say that again for you guys, just in case, just in case your ears, this isn't, we didn't do any ear reads today, but I'll say it again for you just in case. For $15 off your first purchase, use, visit usegametime.com slash socks. That is why, I mean, that is U-S-E-G-A-M-E-T-I-M-E dot com slash socks and use promo code socks. The offer is only valid though for first time customers. Game time guys, go check it out. Ear reads, I love it. <laughs> ear reads, no ear reads today. Only vision, only vision tests. My hearing. All right, my so hearing, there you go. I need. I I don't need glasses. Like I said, I might need hearing though because my hearing struggles. There you go. Maybe we'll get a sponsor for uh, for some hearing app someday. <laughs> so there you go. Simple contacts and game time. Those are those are your things. Go get what's yours. All right. Before we talk a little. MLB headlines with some standings. I do want to talk about the MVP race here, which is an MVP race of the Red Sox, not of the league, because this is the league. These guys are the two best players in the league, and there's no doubt about that. I know people have had this debate. I know Jared's had the debate, but as I said, I haven't been on here in a while, so I would like to have the debate with you, even though I personally don't think it's much of a debate. So we'll start with you. Who is the MVP of Major League Baseball? Is it J.D. Martinez or is it Mookie Betts, and why? So i I got to say consistent because... Jared and I have had this debate on the Lose Change podcast, which is also part of the CLNS Media Network. I'm still going to say Mookie Betts. And the reason I'm going to say Mookie Betts is, and I, I know J.D. Martinez has done so much for this team, and even the intangible stuff that people have to realize voters are not going to be looking at. Voters are not going to be looking at how he helped Jackie Bradley's back come around, how he's helped Rafael Devers out. They're not going to look at that. They're just going to look at the stats, which are still there. And I'm, I hate that I'm going to bring this up. Because I think this is such a nerd stat, and I hate talking about it. I hate giving it any credit. But Mookie Betts' war wins above replacement. It's just, I think you have to take into account in this situation. Because A, a designated hitter has never won. He's A designated hitter has never won the MVP. If David Ortiz has never won the MVP, I'm going to have a tough time giving it to J.D. Martinez. Because David Ortiz has done close to, if not the same, of what J.D. Martinez has done this season in past. And he, and he didn't win. Mookie Betts not only has the highest average in baseball at the moment, he is near the top in a run score, total bases, and just what he does defensively. Obviously, J.D. Martinez doesn't play the field as much, but what Mookie Betts does defensively is, in my opinion, very undervalued. Because playing right field at Fenway Park, incredibly difficult. You To play right field at Fenway Park, you basically have to have a center fielder in center, and you have to have a center fielder in right field too. Because it is a ginormous right field. He has a ton of assists from right field. He tracks the ball incredibly well. He makes phenomenal catches. And not to mention, let's go back on the offensive side, base running, base stealing. This guy is, this guy is talented, one of the best, perhaps some would say most valuable player, in three facets of the game. Base running, 
defense, hitting. He's one of the best in all three of those, if not the best in two out of three of those categories. J.D. Martinez, on the other hand, while – and I'll say this. If J.D. Martinez wins MVP, I'm not going to be like, Mookie Betts should have won MVP. <laughs> no, I'm going to be all in about J.D. Martinez winning MVP. I want one of these guys to win. <laughs> but I just think with com- with a combination of the way he hits – how he gets on base consistently. Obviously, he's not going to have the same RBIs that J.D. Martinez has. He's the leadoff hitter. He doesn't have those same opportunities. He might have those same opportunities if he hits third or fourth in the lineup. Mookie might have better numbers if, again, he wasn't the leadoff hitter. But just the the talent and the skill that he possesses and that he's been proving and putting on display all season in all three facets of the game, I would have to give if if I had a vote, I would vote Mookie Betts one, JD Martinez two. You just don't want Mookie to finish second in MVP again. <laughs> I know Mookie Mookie Betts might just quit suck. the MLB if he if he came in second place. Right, <laughs> yeah, I just can't get the number one spot, guys. And if I'm he retiring. had to look at the guy every day who won the MVP, <laughs> yeah, right. Seriously, that's better than some other guy like you know Mike Trout. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I would I would jump off a bridge if he wins again. Oh, that'd be so stupid. This team blows. <laughs> Not going to happen. All right. So I disagree with you, even though you make great points. I really like your points. Yeah, I make phenomenal points. That's what I do. Obviously, I really enjoy if, if Betts won it as well, because either one's great. But I'm giving to J.D. Martinez, and the big yeah, the, the biggest reason for me, and which is funny because you said that the voters don't care about this, and they may not, but the leadership aspect, just the difference between what this team was last year to this year is literally J.D. Martinez. And Alex Cora, of course. On the field, it's J.D. Martinez, and that's what, to me, what makes them more valuable because they are clearly so much better. They were great last year, but they're so much better this year considering they almost have as many wins already. I mean, they have 88 88 wins on August 19th. That's insane. So I attribute a lot of that to J.D. Martinez and his leadership and just having that big bat in the middle of the lineup that, as we know, they haven't had since David Ortiz. So I think that's huge, just the, what he did for the middle of the lineup, what he's done from a leadership perspective. That's not even talking about the numbers, so let me go into that. 333, 38 homers, and 106 RBI, and there's still 40 games left. This guy's numbers are going to be off the chart. He can end up hitting like 330 with 50 homers and 145 RBI. You got that Which to me, that has. It would be incredible. Yeah. L- listen, if he won the Triple Crown, it's not a – if he wins the Triple Crown, he's be. the MVP. That's that's just yeah. a fact. I, I can't – nobody can dispute that. And if you try to dispute that, you are a dummy because if he wins the Triple Crown, second person since Carl Yastrzemski in, what, 67? Yeah. Right, just Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, just right. Miggy. Then, yeah, he's the MVP. Yeah. Right, and obviously if that happened, Betts' average would have to go down because Betts is currently 13 points ahead of him. So that would be – you know, he would be declining – JD would be going up. So we'll see what happens. But JD has the most hits over Betts by eight. Betts does have eight more runs. Betts has three more doubles to the right hand in hand there. Like you said, obviously, JD has, you know, 42 more RBI and 11 homers because Betts is a leadoff hitter and JD should have every most of those RBIs. <laughs> Betts is most of the runners who are crossing the right when JD hits the, hits a double. Right, because he's 100 runs, yeah. which is top, top of the league. So, And Betts does have more steals, obviously, because he's fast, 24 steals to five. So I see totally see the case for Betts, but just MVP-wise, he has the big numbers with the home runs and the RBI and, of course, the average, and he has the leadership factor and just how much better this team is suited for winning games than they were last year, which is saying nothing against last year because they were a great team. They had a ton of wins. They were awesome. They just fizzled out in the playoffs. So to me, it's got to be J.D. I I wouldn't be able to 
not give it to him at this point. So can I we'll say see something what about the leadership though, real quick before we just transition uh, quickly? The problem is with the leadership and 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 like like we said before, teaching uh, Jackie Bradley something about like he sees how he sees a hole in his swing or Raphael Devers. We know that Boston writers may know that Boston voters may know that, but you know who doesn't know that and doesn't really care about that? San Diego Padres writer who also has a vote in this. Seattle Mariners writer who also right. has a vote in this. So that might be the downfall. In our opinion, sure, JD Martinez might be it, or your opinion, but. Voters, I think they're going to give it to Mookie because they don't know the the these intangibles that we do know about. And Mookie's more flashy too between the two. Yeah, mm-hmm. with the way he plays. Highlight so. real. Yeah, we'll see. Either way, it could be great. But I'm 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 on the JD train, so we'll see what happens. Uh, let's switch to the MLB for a minute. Uh, just kind of looking at standings here as we round out with about a you know five or so weeks left in the in the season. The Red Sox are the best team in the league by so much. They're so far ahead of everybody. I mean, they are. They're 17 games ahead of the, the best team in the National League. That's absurd. And they're obviously insanely much better than every team in the American League, too, because the Yankees are in second. And as you know, the Sox are ten and a half games up on them. Are so the it's crazy. Still technically the second, have the second highest record? Do they yep, just, they do. That's insane. They're still, th- they're the still three games ten? ahead of... What are they, yeah. ten and a half? Is it ten and a half now or ten still? Ten and a half. Ten and, yep, a, half. Ten and a half. To be up ten and a half games right now, that's... I'm the second best team the in the second majors. Best team in the majors. And by the way, it's, my girlfriend was out at a bar last night. She got hit on by a guy who was a Yankee fan, and then she she threw it right in his face. She was like, "You guys are ten and a half games back, pal." Oh. That's amazing. <laughs> so Yankee that's fans great. are being put on notice. Don't hit on my girlfriend because you're gonna get you're gonna get your standings thrown right back in your face, buddy. <laughs> no, no Yankees fans here. Yeah, that that four game sweep just ruined everything for the Yankees. That just knocked them flat out of the playoffs, which was out of the playoffs, out of the division, which is fantastic. So, I mean, the run differential, plus 218 for the Sox, plus 140 for the Yankees. The Red Sox are the best team in the majors by so much. They could play garbage baseball the rest of the way and still easily get 100 wins because all they need is 12. Which goes and back to the beginning full, of the show. Full that's, five weeks. That's why they're comfortable with Chris Sale on the DL right now because they are literally yeah. murdering the entire Major League Baseball. They could play so bad the rest of the season and still finish in first in the majors easily. Yeah. That's crazy. So let's talk about other teams. Mainly, I want to talk about the A's. As you mentioned, the A's have now tied the Houston Astros for first place in the AL West. Uh, the Astros lost, I'm not sure if they're still on the streak, but they have lost eight straight home games. They're really not good at home. They're only four games over 500 at home. And the A's have just been winning, 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 winning for the last about two and a half months of the season with nobody noticing. And now all of a sudden, the A's are tied for the third best team in the major leagues, the Oakland A's, out of nowhere. And it's funny because the Sox didn't play the A's well. In the two series they've played, totally when did. they weren't, a good, they were they were like 500 at that point, and they were, you know, they were playing pretty well against the Sox. Sean Manaya threw his no hitter, and now the A's are 74 and 49 as as it coming into Sunday's standings here. So they're good, they're and people shouldn't problem. sleep on them. They're yeah, problem. I mean, they're ahead. They're three and a half games ahead of the Mariners now, and they were the team that people were like sleeping on before. Now they're both there, both on the heels of the Astros and the Yankees, and all the people have been talking about how garbage the AL is now. Uh, this is kind of an exciting race at this point now. They're they're a serious problem. Good, like the good thing for the Red Sox is they wouldn't have to play them until the ALCS. I think the A's are going to come out on top in the AL West, and I think it's going to actually come down. And if they don't, I think they're going to beat the Yankees in the division in the wild card round. That Oof. would so this is this is where a real problem comes in. If the A's do finish second in the AL West and play the Yankees in the wild card round, the A's I think win that game. 
Then the Red Sox have to play the A's in the first round. And that's the one team in the majors I do not want the Red Sox to play in the postseason. Yeah. Especially the way they played them earlier in the season, like I just said. It'll be a real problem. It's going to be fun. So, yeah, all those people, all those haters that were saying, you know, oh, the AL's crap, all these terrible teams. You have an 88-win team, a 77-win team, two 74-win teams, a 71 and a 70. I'm not sure the AL's so bad. I think people need to open their eyes and, like, look at the standings and realize that these are a lot of good teams. There's some good competition. Yes, the teams that are bad are bad. I get that. But the teams that are good are, like, obviously, as we've talked about here, way better than the National League. I mean, the National League's records are garbage compared to the American League, so... You Stop hating on the American make League. Conversation sometimes if there's nothing talk. When the Red Sox are good, sports radio isn't great because there's nothing you can talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I love when people can't say anything negative because, as you know, I'm Mr. Positive. And oh, I know you are. It's it's hard to argue with an 88 and 36 record. I mean, that's that's 71 percent of your games won in baseball. It's baseball. This is baseball we're talking about. You don't win 71 percent of your games in baseball. You just don't. It's crazy. I just. It, brings me great joy every day of my life. It's a wonderful thing. So, let's leave it there. We love the Red Sox. They're the best team in the league. There's no question about it. And when there's no question about it, our lives are fun. So, this has been Red Sox. It's been feeling us media. The day after Jared's wedding, we're holding it down here. He's Nick Qualia. I'm Jess Thomas. Me and Jared will be back next week. A new married man joining me in the married life. Time to remember kid now. And he can really be like me. <laughs> Alright, that'll do it for us here. Nick Qualia, Jess Thomas. CLNS Media, this is Red Sox. You can follow us on Twitter at Red Sox CLN.